Hey everybody, welcome to Buratech. In this episode, we're gonna be talking about how to finally move out of your parents' home. All right, welcome back. Before we start this video, I wanna make sure that you like and subscribe. The more subscribers we get, the more content we can make. If you really like this channel, this channel doesn't do a Patreon and said we sell our digital products down below. The more money we get from the digital products that you buy below, the more content we can make. So, if you live at your parents' house, remember there is absolutely no shame in that. There's actually a very good reason to live at your parents' house for as long as possible. Most likely there is less rent and less expenses and you can finally figure out what you want to do. Now, some people might want to move out of their parents' house as soon as they turn 18 and other people might want to stay a bit longer. Personally, I went to university and lived at my parents' house until I was done my degree and then I moved out. And I knew that once I moved out, I would move out for good. So I've learned a lot of things along the way and if I were to go back and tell myself what to do, I would give myself this advice. Now when I was 22, I moved very far away and the number one reason I did this was because I wanted to make sure that there was no temptation to move back in. Of course, it would be very easy if you moved in the same city to say, hey mom and dad, I'd really like to come back and live with you because, well, it's scary in the real world. And that would be awesome, but I knew that if I moved far enough away, I would have to make it on my own. Now, it was really challenging, specifically because it was the 2008 financial crisis and finding jobs was a little bit harder. If I were to move out today or any time after that, it would have been a lot easier because I could have found a higher paying job. Instead, I had to work multiple jobs while trying to get my business underway, and it was really challenging. So, I highly recommend not graduating in a year of a major financial recession. Good luck with that. So, depending on where you are, there are many things that you can do to help make sure that you want to become a, a really good programmer or entrepreneur, and B, not break the bank. So the question is, is, should you live in a major city or not a major city? Well, if you live in a major city, chances are you're gonna get a lot more connections to get a job. But if that's not your goal, and you just wanna start a business, then perhaps the city is not right for you. Now, another thing that wasn't available when I was 22 were sites like Upwork. In fact, I did quite a bit of freelancing, and of course, everything was muted because of the global financial crisis, but I did manage to make quite a bit of money freelancing my services, and it was really good. Today, I know that I would be able to make a lot more money doing this kind of work because there are so many more options. You can find someone halfway across the globe to either do work for you, or if you know someone that needs work, they can simply find you wherever you are, and it's really good. And because of that, if you want to just freelance, perhaps moving into the country might be a better idea. Now, the big problem with moving into the country, of course, is the lack of internet. Now, sometimes you might get really good internet, and sometimes you might not get good internet. You have to find a spot where there is lots of internet. The other thing about moving to the country is that if you don't have a car, it's gonna be a lot more expensive, because if you do live in the country, driving is going to become a part of your life, whether you like it or not. You can't just simply walk to the store like you do in a major city, you have to drive everywhere. And the fuel costs, the maintenance costs, as well as the car costs can add up. So that is another thing that you need to understand. On the flip side, if you do live in a city, there are options out there where you can simply not own a car. In fact, I have not owned a car for several years. Unfortunately, ShareNow, which was car to go is pulling out of North America, and I'm very sad about that. Because I really like car to go and I really wish it wouldn't go away. 
So going back on where you want to live, it all depends on your goal. If you really want to work in a company and perhaps get some investors, then perhaps you need to live in a big city. However, if you just want to build a business and do freelancing gigs here and there, as long as your internet connection, the country is a very good option, and I find that it's highly underrated. The other advantage to living in the country is that, believe it or not, there's actually a lot more IT-related work because there are not a lot of IT-related people that can do that work. Things like, I need to fix a computer. If you're technically minded, there's actually quite a bit of work in the country that you might not normally get. And on top of that, the pay for these jobs can be fairly high. So there's a lot of advantages to living in the country. And the other thing about living in the country is that the rent is often cheaper than living in a big city. And if you're not living in one of the major cities like San Francisco, Seattle, or New York, then the rent can be very accommodating and your freelancing dollars can go a lot farther. In fact, you might be able to work a lot less work while getting the same quality of life. The other thing you have to really understand is how much do you need to have a social network? Now, lots of people, and specifically lots of young people, want to live in a big city because it's cool, right? And I like living in big cities too. But if you live in the country, you might not have that social connection, and that's something that you need to understand. Now, there's tons of ways of dealing with this problem. In fact, if you like playing online games such as like World of Warcraft, you can actually get that social connection from your home if you have a good internet connection. Really, if you want to live anywhere else other than the big cities, the internet connection really is the key. One thing I'm really looking forward to is when Elon Musk launches Starlink, which is a satellite internet network where you can basically access internet from all around the globe. Now, the question is, is how fast it's gonna be. Chances are, what's gonna happen is that the speed of local cables is gonna be a lot more than the satellite. However, it is going to dent this, the cable market. And this is really important because the Starlink system will give so much competition to land-based internet providers. And this is something that I'm really looking forward to. So what are some other tips when you first move out that you can do? Well, one of the things that I learned right away is to make sure you're not spending too much money on food. And when I moved out, I spent a little bit too much money. And believe it or not, you can actually save quite a bit of money if you go to deals all the time. So one thing I did is I lived off Subway's $5 sub, which is not as prevalent as it used to be, but I did do that for many, many years, and I did seem to survive. Now, of course, it's not the healthiest option for you, and one thing you have to remember is that eating really healthy can be expensive. So there are ways to make sure that your food budget isn't too big, and this is something you really have to watch. So another thing that I've noticed is that if you eat all of your meals out or you want to cook all of your meals at home, you have to basically pick one of those two options because if you pick all meals out, you have to make sure that you're not spending too much money. But it is possible because the reason that a lot of people don't quite understand is that if you eat all your meals at home and you throw away a a lot of food, then that food waste does add up over time. But whereas if you go and eat a meal out, you only eat when you're hungry. You don't overeat. Now, the other thing is that if you eat meals at home and you have specific dietary concerns or you want to make sure that you're really good at cooking, uh, you can go do that often. But personally, I just like eating most of my meals out. In fact, I had rarely, if any, kind of food at my house. And if it was food, it was food that wasn't perishable. This is soup cans or chips and salsa, or something that wouldn't go bad. And that's another thing that you can do, because if you eat food at home, you always have to watch how much food you're throwing away. This is the number one thing that will put, believe it or not, eating at home to be more expensive than eating out. Now with both options, you can eat very poorly. You can eat McDonald's every day, and that probably wouldn't be 
good and you can eat a bunch of crap at home too and that also wouldn't be good. So you always have to look at what you're eating and it will affect your performance. You do have to eat moderately healthy, especially when you're young and food intake affects people differently. So some people can eat McDonald's every day and nothing really happens. And other people, if they do eat that, they start to see mood swings and they have a whole bunch of different adverse effects to eating that food every day. So you have to find out what's good for you and how much healthy versus unhealthy food you can so another thing that I've noticed is that you always have to look at your expenses, whether that's internet, cell phone, water, it doesn't really matter what expenses that you're looking at, you have to look at it every six months to a year and see if there's a cheaper option. So I recently just switched cell phone plans because the new plan is a lot cheaper and I get actually more things than my old plan does and I always have to look at it because sometimes there are new deals out there and if you look at it every six months, you look at all of your expenses, you'll be able to figure out how much you're spending on each specific item and if there's a better option. In fact, you do want to go down this road because oftentimes internet and cell phone providers compete with one another and sometimes you can use that as leverage. You can say, how much would you like to get me off that other cell phone company? And they might give you a special deal for a few months and every dollar matters. Which brings me to my next point. Every dollar matters. Remember, if you can save a few dollars here and there, it does start to add up. If you manage to save $10, that might be one or two lattes for you to enjoy at a specific time. And if you want to do that again and again, that does really add up. Now, the best thing you can do with the money that you save is to literally put it in the bank and save it. You really want to get in the habit of putting at least some money in the bank every month. That could be $20, it could be $100, it doesn't really matter what it is. Save it. You want to save it because there could be a rainy day ahead. When times are good, you want to save. And when times are bad, you want to make sure that you're this is something that I had a hard time figuring out, but it eventually worked out. Now, what about getting roommates? Now, if you really want to move out of your house, you want to find the best possible situation. Now, I lived with roommates because I didn't really have an option. And if I were to go back, I would try to find roommates that were in the industry that I was targeting to find a job. And the reason why you want to do this is that let's say you have a roommate that works at the company and they need someone and they know you and you are doing a good job, then chances are they will recommend you. And this is the best way to get ahead is that if you live in a house with a bunch of people that are in your industry and even if you're not, you spend all your day working and eventually you might get some gigs, some extra freelance work, or maybe even a really good job in that specific area. Now, of course, this only works in the city and the best part about this is that it will reduce your rent. Now, one of the things that I used to do is I wanted to make sure that I had a really good room and when I was at home, even with a bunch of roommates, I would rarely use the common area. I would just sit in my room all day. Now, one thing that I am good at is just sitting in my room and programming all day. It's a bit of a superpower of mine, but I am very content doing that and not everyone is. So if you really need common area time, then you have to make sure that you find a situation that works really well for that. So the best thing that you can do when you're first starting out is to either code all day or do whatever it is you want to do all day long. Literally you wake up, you make yourself breakfast, and then you do it literally all day to maybe six, seven, eight o'clock at night, and then you stop doing it and maybe do something else. And this is the best way to do that. If you do this for months, I guarantee you, you'll be better. Now you have to literally spend all your time doing whatever it is you need to do. If you wanna be a coder, you just simply code all day and eventually you will become better. The other thing is, is that you cannot spend time on Facebook or Reddit or YouTube or anything else 
else like that unless you're actually doing research. And if you spend all your time coding, focusing coding all day like that, you will absolutely be amazing. Now let's take a look at coding for a specific example. If you code all day, you need to code to your best of your ability. Now that ability might not be as good as a person who has 10 years of senior experience within the industry, but it will be the best that you can do. And if you really strive to do the best job you can with the much amount of focus as you possibly can, and this is true for pretty much every discipline. If you want to be a 3D modeler, a game designer, it doesn't matter what it is you want to do. If you can find some time to just do whatever it is you need to do all day, every day for a few months, you will be better. And if you make practical projects, that will also work as well. Now, sometimes people go to a really rural area, lock themselves in a room and do this all day so they're free of distractions. And this isn't necessarily a bad idea. The problem is, is that if you do something, anything related to technology, chances are you need the internet. Even if you need to download an API or something, you do need the internet. So that is something that you need to understand. And it's not like you want to be a musician, because musicians do this a lot. They go to some place in the woods and they play their guitar all day. And then they become really good at it. But as entrepreneurs and coders, you need a social connection or an internet connection. And you do need this to actually function. So going to a woods where there's no internet connection might not be a good option. All right, so that concludes this video. Let me know what you did when you moved out of college. Did you live in a big city? Did you have roommates? I wanna know your comments down below. Now remember that this channel doesn't do a Patreon. Instead, we sell our digital products down below. And the more money we get from the digital products that you buy below, the more content we can make. If you really like this channel, you can become a paid subscriber to Mammoth Interactive's training service. We release 20 to 60 hours of fresh new content per month. And if you're already a subscriber, thank you so much. Not only do you make this YouTube channel possible, but you make Mammoth Interactive possible. Our goal is to get to 10,000 monthly subscribers and we need your help to get there. If we get there, we can change the world. Thanks for listening. I'll see you in another video.